Hey everybody, this is Patrick Cacciatore with No Struggle, No Story. Here on No Struggle, No Story, we speak with highly successful athletes about struggles or adversities that they have faced in their life and how they've used these adversities to really grow as not only athletes, but as people as well, and to really learn that without a struggle, there is no story. And so today I'm super excited to be bringing on high school Under Armour All-American and Nebraska volleyball outside hitter Riley Zoon. So thanks so much for coming on today, Ry. Yeah, thanks for having me, Patrick. It's awesome to be here. I'm really excited. Absolutely. And so obviously, I think I know you pretty pre pretty damn well. And so, <laughs> you know, I'm really, really excited to hear about, you know, hear you speak about some of your experiences and things you've gone through and really allow people to be able to learn from them. And so obviously, we spoke a little bit prior to the podcast and plenty of times about, you know, some of your experiences coming into, you know, such a big program such as Nebraska. And so if you kind of want to dig into it and what you've been through, um, I'm more than excited to hear about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess just looking back to like playing in high school, playing in club, like I was always the one of the best players on the team, like kind of the, I don't know, the go-to player on the team. And I think that's something that a lot of athletes go through, like before they get to college, they're always like, that player, the one that all the college coaches are coming to watch and like going through that when you're in high school and club, that kind of thing. And then once you get to college, you know, like it, things change and you're no longer the best player on the roster anymore, which is kind of a hard thing to deal with when you first get there and you first deal with that for the first time. And that's kind of tough, but it's kind of an awesome thing too, because I mean, that's the point of playing in college, like athletes who start playing in college they don't do that because they go there expecting to be the best player in the roster I mean they go there to get better and to I don't know just to grow as a player to grow as a person and I think that was something that I had to learn my freshman year because I came here and I wasn't really expecting to play right off the bat I was just expecting to come in and learn as much as I could get as good as I could at volleyball you know I mean that's why I came here to play with and against the best and so I mean, my freshman year is pretty tough on me to come in and not be playing because I've never sat the bench my entire life, basically ever since I picked up a volleyball. And so that was pretty tough for me mentally to stop or to not have that right away. But I think honestly, like looking back, it's helped me a lot as a player and as a person just to kind of be a better teammate now and to be able to... I don't know, like not be so focused on how am I playing, but to be more focused on how is the team playing? How are my teammates doing? Like, what can I do from my spot on the bench right now to help them play better? Whether it be when someone comes off the court to help them with what's the next shot, what shots are going to work when they win next time, or just being a source of energy and cheering or being a positive person to talk to, kind of like cooling people down when they get a little bit nervous, stressed out, whatever. But I think that was really cool for me to kind of look outward instead of being so inward focused on, I need to get this many kills in this game for us to win. It's more about like, what do they need to do to win and how can I push them in practice and talk to them before games and help them get better. And I think that was really cool for me to grow as a teammate rather than just a player. I think there's a lot of information to really take from what you just talked about. And I think the first one is when you're in high school, like, yeah, you're on a team and yeah, you're playing club. Obviously, I didn't play volleyball, but I think at the same time, you're focused on your future and your recruitment and where you're going to go, right? And so that's always just a massive thing for you, right? Is that which coaches are there to watch me, things like that. And so 
when you came to Nebraska and maybe you weren't the top dog anymore, um, how did you deal with that confidence wise? And what did that really like, how did that affect you? It affected me a lot because I mean, we talk about it a lot. You and I do a lot about just how you can't find your identity in your sport. And I think that that's something that all athletes need to hear at some point and not just hear it, but actually learn how to live that out because I mean, it's really easy to, yeah, like you're talking about like having the co college coaches come watch you play. And like, it's all about like, where am I going to go for college? Like worrying about what I need to do to get better today in today's practice so that I can look better for these college coaches are going to watch me this weekend. And not to say that it's hard to be a good teammate when you're in that environment, but it kind of is because I mean, at the end of the day, like it is about how good is my team doing in this match, but it's also about how good do I look in front of these five or six college coaches that are watching me today and that I want to put on a show so that I can be recruited. Yeah. And yes, it's about your team at that point, but it's also about how you're playing that day. And so it's easy to get a little bit selfish when you're playing that environment. And so I think that's where it's really cool to come to a place where you're not the best player on the roster and to kind of like deal with that and just, yeah, just kind of make it more about your teammates and about yourself. No, 100%. And I think so many athletes probably feel exactly what you're talking about is truthfully, like when you're going through that process, I think that is the biggest motivating factor for so many athletes growing up is, man, like I want to play at a big time university, like I want to do this. And so like, that's what's driving you all the time. And so once you get that commitment, and you get that, and then it's for a lot of people, it's like, man, like what's next? And stuff like that. And so what we talk about is really you were for so long, just as so many athletes have, and I know I was guilty of judging myself off of my tennis as a person. And that was my goal. And so I think what you, something that was really cool that you talked about is you got here and you learned how to be better in so many other aspects and how important was it for you and how much of a confidence booster was it for you to feel like you were making an impact in a different way than you ever have? It was huge because I mean, before I thought that I was, being a good teammate and being a team player by putting points on the board mm -hmm. and by scoring for my team. And that was how I knew how to be a leader and how I knew how to put my team first was by helping us win the game. And looking back, that was such a narrow minded way of seeing it. And now I'm actually pretty grateful for my experiences last year as a freshman, because while it was pretty tough, it was a really good lesson in how I can be a good teammate to the girls now and how that I can yeah how I can help them out in other ways too and how I can I've kind of found my voice other than just putting points on the board because obviously you're not doing that when you're on the bench but you can contribute in so many other ways yeah, and that's made me more of a well-rounded player and a person well I think a person I think that's truthfully growth right is that well I think it's interesting you talked about it like that because I think being that person that puts points on the board, like that was your role in that, in that experience. Right. And that is being a leader in a way is that you were setting by example with your play. And I think that's a huge thing in all, on a lot of teams, but just because that was your role at that time, doesn't mean that that's necessarily always going to be like, I think you mastered that and you learned how to play that role. But part of growth is learning how to play so many different roles and being diverse. And so I guess through this experience, did you learn and gain confidence from the fact that you can do hard things and you can do things that maybe you never really saw yourself doing or have experienced prior? 
Yeah. Yeah. I learned about a lot about that and a lot about myself just in that. I mean, for a long time, I would like, you're talking about like finding your value and who you are as a volleyball player, tennis player, whatever it is. I mean, in high school, if I had a bad practice or a bad game, or if I didn't show out well enough for college coaches, you know, I felt really bad about myself and I really felt like I was worthless. And that if a college coach didn't want me, no one would, which I don't think is an uncommon feeling for people in the recruiting process, which is really tough at a young age to kind of go through that. But that then that kind of trains your brain to think about if I have a good practice tonight, then I'm going to have a great day tomorrow. But if not, you know, I'm going to have a bad week. And so I think that's kind of a hard mindset to have. And so last year that helped me a lot is just like to real, to evaluate myself on more than how I was playing because it wasn't just about how much, how I was playing. It was about how they were playing. And so I was realizing that in practice, my role was more about getting them ready for the next match and having energy and bringing the best out of my teammates. And if I was doing that, then I was doing my job. It wasn't about if I get this kill, then I'm going to, then it's a great practice. It's about if they're getting better and if like I help them win the game tomorrow night, then I'm having a good practice or then I'm doing my job. And so I guess like my, role shifted a little bit and my mindset shifted a little bit to yeah just to focus on them and to focus on helping other people and I think that was huge for me to not take it all on myself and to not be so critical of myself and how I was playing that day it's more about how we are playing collectively exactly I think in a lot of ways you're building your own house and it's interesting that every single person has their own path right I think there's you know, I mean, there's countless stories like this, but I think there's a lot of times where you'll find that somebody who was maybe recruited even higher than another person comes in, but maybe they don't face success until two years later. Everyone has their own path. And so do you feel like this experience, you know, maybe what you're talking about, I guess you talked about how like helping others and being there for them and being able to push them became your priority. And I think that's a lot of something that a lot of people really struggle to accept because for so long that you were the priority, right? And so do you feel like maybe having played both roles as you continue to grow as a player, it's going to help you be a better teammate and a better athlete, you know, when you get, you know, maybe more of the role that you had in high school in the future? Absolutely. Yeah. Because I mean, before when I, my, I felt like my job was to put points on the board. And now that I feel like my job is to be more of a sense of a source of energy and a source of positivity on the court and just bring like a sense of confidence to other people and to play with confidence. I mean, it's helped me a lot in how I practice and how I play now, now that I have this inner confidence where when I go up to swing, I'm not so focused on if I get this kill, I'm a good volleyball player and a good person. And if I don't, then I'm worthless and I suck at volleyball. You know, it's not, there's not so much pressure anymore. And I think that that helps a lot with how I am playing now. And like, I've seen a difference in the way that I play. And yeah, I'm excited for that point when I can embrace more of that role on the court. And I hope that I can implement some of the lessons that I learned last year about being a good teammate and all of the other things that go into a team that isn't just how we play on the court. Okay. So through all of this, I think a really common theme is how you judge yourself. Uh, and you, you know, you're talking about, you learned a lot about that. So what 
shift in your mindset allowed you to judge yourself in a different way? And how do you believe is the way that you judge yourself now that allows you to be the best version of yourself? Um, I, I guess I changed the criteria with which I was judging myself instead of how, instead of like how well I was playing, it was how I was playing. And it's always been important to me to give all of my effort every single day and to just leave it on the court every single day. And that's been important to me. And I used to do that anyways, but then still judge myself on how I was playing. Mm -hmm. But now I've sort of shifted, sort of shifted my mindset into like the way that I was playing and the way I was carrying myself. And there's actually something that I say in my head during practice and just throughout my day, it's sell the fuck out. And I actually set a reminder on my phone for 8am every morning. It says sell the fuck out just because I think it's awesome. And it's kind of a good reminder for me to just be all in all the time. And then I like through that, I've learned to be more confident in how I play because if I'm doing that every single day and if I'm giving my maximum effort for that day, no matter if, if I have 60% to give to the team that day, I'm gonna give all 60%. Or if I have 100%, I'm gonna give all of that 100%. And so, then I can leave practice knowing that I'm content with how much effort I gave, not how well I played. And I think that was a huge shift for me just in volleyball and in life even. I mean, I use that in everything, school, volleyball, my relationships. And I just have learned to be content with how much effort I'm giving and not necessarily be so results focused. For sure. And do you feel like that? takes the pressure off because you talked about the sense of pressure before of how you play, but that's not always in your control. And I think that, you know, a very big thing is being able to control what you can and what you're able to. And you're talking basically, I mean, in just like attitude, energy, and effort and really just how you go about every day and how you're going to face every day. And so do you feel like if you leave the day having faced all these experiences, whether it be school relationships, um, or volleyball head on with those things at their best that you can leave the day being happy with yourself and really confident in, in who you are. Absolutely. I mean, so as athletes, it's not, I mean, we've all faced a match or a game or competition or whatever it is where you played your best and you did your absolute best and you still lose. And that happens all the time, whether it be the other person was just better than you that day. The other team was better than you that day. They played better. The refs, sucked because yeah. that happens or the calls just weren't going your way the ball just wasn't falling the way you thought it would just all these outside factors like you're talking about like you can't control all of those things mm -hmm. and I used to get so in my head about that where I just like I struggled with that so much because I was thinking like I did everything I could I did everything right and I still wasn't successful and I would struggle with that so much and thinking about like well maybe I'm not good enough mm -hmm. but the reality is like it's not that you're not good enough. I mean, you, at the end of the day, you have to just control what you can and what I can control is my attitude, my effort, my energy. And so if I'm doing that every single day and I'm giving that every single day, then I can be happy with that win or lose. Absolutely. I think there's a lot to take from what you just said, because it talks a lot about, you know, you were doing all these things and you were feeling like you're doing a great job at all of this. Right. And I think a lot of people feel like that is like, you know, maybe, a guy who isn't even playing on his team or in his lineup feels like he's doing every single thing right. And it's, it's killing him. It's killing him. And it's really hurting his confidence. But at the end of the day, I really believe in the idea that you reap what you sow. Um, 
And so I think that you'll find that no matter what, um, however you maybe are showing on the stat sheet or on the results or whatever, that eventually things will go your way and that the best days are ahead um, because of what you're doing day in and day out. And is that something that kind of gives you confidence and allows you to move forward? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't play volleyball just to win games. I mean, I'm a very competitive person by nature and I love winning. I mean, who hates or who likes losing, you know, no one likes that. But at the end of the day, like I was, I was struggling with some of that last year with just not feeling like I was successful not feeling like I was good at volleyball for the first time in my life. And that was really hard for me. And so that did kind of shake my confidence a little bit, but then I kind of thought back to why I started playing volleyball in the first place. And I started playing for my teammates and for just the love of the game. And so like when I started playing for those reasons again, and I started focusing on the way that I was playing and not how well I was playing and not being so results focused, not caring and not really not, not caring because I care a lot whether I win or lose, but caring more about how I was carrying myself and how I was competing and how I was doing all the things that I could control and how I was focused on getting better. And like the more I cared about those things, the less I was so wrapped up in how I was playing that day. And it helped me play better, honestly, which is kind of a weird thing to like, I mean, like surrendering the outcome there's this book called Chop Wood, Carry Water that I know you've yeah. read and I know we've talked about a lot. <laughs> you do quote it a lot in your podcast, but yeah, they, they talk I, about... How you tell? <laughs> well, they do talk about surrendering the outcome. And I, I mean, I think that's... I mean, you read that and you kind of hear it and you're like, oh, that's kind of a cool idea. And in my head at first when I read that, I thought, surrender the outcome. Like of course I care if I win or lose. Like, how do I surrender that? Like, how do I surrender that part of me? Cause why would I be content with losing? But then I kind of kept thinking about it, kept toying with it more in my head. And then I realized like, it's not about not caring if you win or lose. It's more about just shifting what you care about and shifting your, like how you care about your sport and how you care about what you're doing into more about the process and the person that you're becoming in the process and less about the results that day and less about how I played in practice that Tuesday. It's more about like who I'm becoming in the process and the kind of player I am, the kind of person, the kind of teammate, all those other things that are, aren't, can't be shown on a stat sheet. Exactly. And I think that that's a really cool way to think about it that I've started to adopt recently. I think that's so important. It's so ironic, isn't it? How like, that the right when you begin to care less about the actual result and more about what you're doing to get there and who what the experiences you've had during it the better your results actually end up becoming and i think that's so interesting for so many people because i think um people always talk about this goal right and i think there's a very big difference a goal can always be taken away or i guess um you know adjusted by other people right uh, people have something to say about a goal but people don't always have something to say about a mission and a mission can never be taken away from you and i think you know you're talking about your mission and you know i know from having been you know a big part of your life and that your mission is of how great of a person you are every day to every person around you and no one can take that mission away from you no matter what right and i think um, people can take, you know, your goal of being um, an All-American or whatever it is away from you. But at the end of the day, when you end volleyball, 
do you think that you'll be content having gotten these goals or not with just the experiences you've had and the effort and the emotion and just what you put into it to be this amazing person and impact other people's lives? Do you feel like that is more important than how you're going to end up on the walls of uh, the volleyball history? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, for a long time, I mean, and don't get me wrong, I came to Nebraska with the goal of being an All-American and winning national championships. I mean, who doesn't? But, and so last year I found myself looking at, because in Devaney where we play, we have this wall where all of the All-Americans, they have their names displayed where we play, which is pretty awesome to see that during practice, during games, that kind of thing. So you can see their names and what year they were an All-American, which I always thought was awesome. Like going on these recruiting visits, I thought that was amazing. And I had dreams about having my name on this wall. Like it was awesome for me. And so like all last year, I would look at that wall and I would just envision having my name up there. Well then um, like just in changing my mindset and some of my experiences last year, honestly, like I found myself looking more at where we keep our national championship banners because I think that that's more important to me now is doing that as a team and it's not so so much about how I'm playing and how well I do for this team it's more about how well we do and that I want to win a national championship and yes I want to be an all-american still but I think that those two go hand in hand and I like at this point I'm more focused on how well our team can do and at the end of the day how close I am with my teammates I mean I'm building relationships now and like I mean some of these girls will be in my wedding it's a pretty awesome thing to just like to think about that and to think about like these relationships matter more than any game we win. I mean, like you look back on your, like at some point we're all going to be done playing and you look back and like, you're not going to remember how well we competed against Penn state in the third set in that one game in October, you know, you're going to remember like all those practices with the girls and that kind of thing. And like the way they made you feel and yeah, just like that team environment that you're on. And I think that that's how my mindset has shifted is just to be more focused on the team and focused on the people that I'm doing it with, not just what I'm doing, like, or what I'm trying to accomplish. I think that's an incredible outlook because I think so many people really tend to forget about that. And they tend to really get wrapped up in their individual results, their individual, I guess, um, ideas and things like that when moving forward. And they really don't realize every all the opportunities they missed out and they already passed. And so I think the most important thing is what you talked about is the relationships you're building and the support system around you is that the people that you're building day in and day out and the going through the trenches with them, going through these things that, man, nobody wants to go run stadiums at the end of a practice on a Saturday, but you guys are going to remember, you know, in 10 years down the road when someone's speaking at your wedding, man, do you remember when we had to run 10 stadiums at the end of that practice and like, how dead we were, but like, how cool is that that we got to do it together? And how important has the relationships and just the people that you've met along the way been to, I guess, your confidence and yourself as a person and just the experience of being happy day in and day out? It's been huge. And like you're talking about with running stadiums. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, like just thinking about that with the um, coronavirus pandemic, I mean, when that first happened and we were all sent home and just to be away from my teammates after being with them 
pretty much every day for the last year. That was pretty tough on me. And I hadn't anticipated that. I kind of, at first I was excited to spend more time with my family, which was awesome. And it was great to see them. But at the same time, I found myself missing my teammates. And when I had to do workouts that were sent by our trainer to do them by myself, I really struggled with that. And not because I struggled with the motivation of wanting to work out. I mean, that's never been a problem for me, but it was more about working out by myself. It was more about doing the same workouts that I would, I knew I would be doing with my teammates and having to do them by myself. It just wasn't the same. And so it's actually been awesome and kind of a cool way to appreciate that more. I mean, no one wants to go to a lift at seven in the morning when I could be sleeping in or whatever, but to be able to do that with my teammates. And even if it means that we're running stadiums or pushing prowlers or doing sprints or lifting heavy, those things that maybe aren't the most fun things to do. I mean, I'm still doing it with the people that I love the most. And I think that that's awesome. And that's just a really cool, it's just like a different like mindset towards it that I had never had before, even the pandemic. I mean, I didn't, I kind of took that for granted, just being able to do those things with those people. No, and that's what that's what life's about, right? And I think that's the beauty of sport and that's the beauty of everything is that you have these people to go to in this support system. And I think there's this really cool, I guess it's like a little story type thing about um, a boy, I guess an older, a young man goes up to an investor and says, hey, I'm looking to invest um, my life and my money into something. What should I invest in? And the investor says, invest in the idea of, of relationships. There's the biggest outcome and the least amount of competition. And I think that that's just a beautiful thing because it tells you that no matter what happens, money can be taken away. Uh, like we said, like connection can be taken away with the pandemic, all these things that can be taken away, but like your love and like your feeling for other people can never be taken away. And is that something that you really hold uh, confidence in and something that allows you to just get through the tougher days? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if I have a bad practice, I can, I mean, I don't like saying the word fail, but yes, I would have failed that day in practice, but I can't fail in those relationships, mm-hmm. you know, and just because I wasn't hitting as well as I should have that day, wasn't for whatever reason, didn't have a good practice. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that I could have failed my teammates. It doesn't mean that I failed those relationships because I mean, I, at that point, I can't fail at who I am. You know, I think there's this quote that you keep, I have heard before on your podcast. I forget exactly how it goes. I was wondering if you could enlighten me. I believe, well, I mean, there's two, but I think there's this really good one that I, you know, I happen to have tattooed on my body that's uh, called, uh, you can fail at what you do, but you can never fail at who you are. And listen, I know you hear that shit from me every day and I can't imagine (laughs) that you actually still want to talk about it at all, but how much I preach it to to you, but uh, I'm glad it's meant something to you. No, it has. It has. It's a really cool reminder that, and it's helped me a lot and just in practices and matches and who I am as a person, just that, and that's where my shift has, or my focus has shifted more to who I am as a person and not how I play. And I think that that's been a huge lesson for me, just overall changing how I, yeah, how I critique myself, how I look at myself. And at the end of the day, if I'm doing everything I can, if I'm being who I am, then I'm happy with that win or lose. 100%. And I think kind of the last thing that I want to touch on that I know just from personal experience that 
you're uh, probably the most um, inspiring person I've ever met with this is that you really taught me what it was like, uh, what it meant for it's okay to not be okay. And that is something that I think this podcast is built off of and something that I don't think I touch on enough as I would like to. And so, you know, we talk about all these things about how you can put yourself into this place of happiness and how you can really learn to have confidence in yourself and all these things. But it doesn't mean that you're going to be feeling great all the time at all. In fact, it means quite the opposite. And I guess you, I'll have you touch on it and what that quote, what does that quote mean to you? Because I know for me, you've taught me that even on my bad days that this is just part of it. And that is part of like how it's going to be that you're not always going to feel great, but it's more your reaction that matters. So what does that quote mean to you? Yeah. I mean, shit happens. Life happens. There's so much of life that we can't control and we try so hard to be in control so much of the time. And I mean, that's really hard. I mean, you can't, at the end of the day, you can't control everything that's happening in your life. And so I think that's where it's tough to kind of deal with that because like you're saying, like it's, there are some days when for whatever reason, you're not going to be okay, or you're not going to be your best that day. And I think for me, my faith has been a big thing in that and just trusting that I'm not alone and that, you know, I, I'm not supposed to understand everything that's happening and that, yeah, like everything happens for a reason. And I'm a huge believer in that, that everything happens for a reason, whether it be an injury or, I don't know, just feelings of depression, anxiety, whatever that happens, everything happens for a reason and everything is in your best interest and making you a better person in the long run. And I think just having that unshakable faith in that, um, like in that philosophy is a big thing for me, just to trust that whatever happens, it's okay and it's going to be okay. And yeah, I mean, you can't control the things that happen. I mean, I've had times where, I mean, for example, over the summer, I had a shoulder injury, which at the time I was really frustrated with because we had a couple months of training before our season got canceled in the fall. And this is before we knew all that. And so we had a couple months of training and I was really excited to do some work on my arm swing because that's something technically I was really working on. And I was just really excited to have this training block of time to just strictly focus on my arm swing and to get a lot better in that area. Well, then I hurt my shoulder and that was really hard for me because in my head I had kind of mentally prepared to spend a lot of time and effort and energy on this one skill. And then when I wasn't able to do that, that was really tough for me. And so like at the time I was really frustrated with that. I, I mean, I was so frustrated at that because that's the one thing I was supposed to be working on and I couldn't do it. Mm. Well then like months after the fact, I mean, I've already seen huge strides in, in just my arm swing and that's like a specific example, but that's from all of the rehab I was doing because I was taking that seriously and I was focusing on the things I had to. And if I couldn't hit a ball that day or if I could only hit 30 balls because I was on a swing count, I was going to, focus on those 30 swings and I was going to do the best on those 30 swings that I could. And I was going to go into rehab every day for an hour and do every, the best I could with that. And looking back on it, I mean, that shoulder injury actually helped me with my arm swing a ton more than I probably would have helped if I was able to hit balls that whole time. And I mean, that's just a very specific example, but that was just a good reminder for me that everything does happen for a reason. And it was in my best interest at the time, my, I was so narrowly focused on that one injury and it was 
pretty tough for me to think about that. But then once I was able to like kind of take a step back and realize that this is in my best interest, this is a good thing. I don't know how, I mean, I don't understand it right now. Like what's going on. I don't know, but I just knew and I had faith that it was in my best interest and actually helped my mindset a lot going into the next practices when I could swing and I could play a hundred percent that I didn't take it for granted anymore. And I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't going into practice thinking like, Oh shoot, we have a two hour practice today. I was like, sweet. I have two hours to swing today. And I didn't have that last week or I didn't have that last month. This is awesome. And I think that was a really cool example for me. And I mean, honestly, for any athlete who's dealing with injuries or sickness, whatever it is, I mean, like, it's always teaching you something. And there's always like, that's something that was completely out of my control. But at the end of the day, it helped me a lot with my mindset and like how I was as a player and how I could grow in ways that I couldn't understand at the time. And yeah, I just, I believe that we're not supposed to understand all the time and we're not supposed to understand in this moment, but that looking back on it, you will understand why things happen to you. And whether it be, you don't take going to practice for granted anymore and you don't take those 7am workouts for granted anymore. And you begin to appreciate the little things a lot more than you did before. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I love that quote. It's okay to not be okay because I mean, it's easy to say that, but it's a little bit harder to actually live that. And yeah, I think like we all have things in our life where there are times when we're not okay. And I think that needs to happen for everyone at some point so that you can realize that it actually is okay to not be okay. And it's, and not just that it's okay, but I mean, it happens to everyone. Like everyone is not okay at some point and that's fine. That's normal. Like that's, I mean, we're not supposed to be perfect little versions of ourselves all the time. I mean, if you are like, you're not. No. And that's the point is I think, you know, like just two things to like really highlight is that the first one is we're not supposed to understand. And for people, not everyone necessarily has a faith, uh, like you're religiously and stuff like that. But you told me something that is really important to me where you said, you know, you may not understand now, but God will teach you one day. And I don't know, that's something that I hold really dear to my heart. I still remember the exact day that you told it to me because it was a really important day in my life. Um, And you know, that is something that forever will be held in my heart because of the fact that it makes you realize that right now, like you can make excuses, you can, you can whine, you can complain about anything that you want to, but at the end of the day, like this right now is going to make me a better person and it's going to make everyone a better person. And it's going to teach you and allow you to go places that you never would have been able to go without it. And I think that's the important thing to realize is that your freshman year, like you talked about, it may have been so hard and so tough and this summer may have been so hard and so tough, but I don't think that you're, you would have been able to succeed in the ways that you're going to without those experiences. And I think that's what everyone needs to have. In that moment, I was thinking like, I mean, I was honestly praying and thinking, God, what are you teaching me right now? I don't understand. I don't know. It's what you're trying to teach me, but I know you're trying to teach me something. And yeah, I remember telling you that and telling you that that was my confirmation verse was trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. And I think that's like a big one for me. And I chose that when I was in eighth grade as my confirmation verse, but that's a big one that I still live out today because it's easy for us to 
trust our own understanding and our narrow-minded view of the world and the small part of it that we do understand we lean so hard on that and put so much emphasis on what we do understand when in reality we only understand a small portion of what is actually going on and so I think that that's something that's been pretty refreshing to me and a good reminder for me to just realize that I'm not supposed to understand and that's okay and it's okay that I don't know why these things are happening to me right now or why these things are happening in my life for whatever reason, but I have to believe that it's in my best interest and that it's in the best interest of the team and the best interest of my life and all those things. And that one day it will make sense and maybe not, but it might make sense one day and I'll look back and be grateful for those things that I was so nervous about so worried about spent so much time thinking about and upset about and that's growth and that's faith and that's important and that's what people need to hear because now more than ever that's the most important thing to have is faith and whether it be in god or whether it be in your morals or whether it be in who you are or whether it be in really anything faith is just an unshakable belief And I think that that is what is going to push this world forward in such a time of darkness and, you know, injustice and, you know, so many things happening right now. There's a a political divide in our country. There's all of these things going on and we can sit here and go, man, how is this happening? Why is this happening? Or we can sit here and say, this is happening for a reason. And without this experience, I never would be able to fully appreciate all the other things that I'm going to be able to go through in the future of my life. And I think that that's something that you live out every every single day. And it's something that is so important for other people to realize is that no matter what you're going through right now, realize that uh, success is not final, failure is not fatal. It's the courage to continue that counts. And I think that that's a really, really cool one and kind of big quotes guy, huh? Yeah, you know, just just a little one, you know, I may or may not have them all over my wall right now. (laughs) And all in my brain. So uh, what can I say? I I think they're powerful. So I, um, you know, I guess just kind of finishing off um, the things I took the most from this talk and that I really hope that others are able to is that it's okay to not be okay. Um, Have faith in what will be and what and what is um, more than anything. And then I think the last one is that um, every single thing that you do, and no matter how tough of a situation, whether it be depression, anxiety, um, your team as an athlete, or literally anything in your life, that you're going to grow from it. And at the best days are ahead. And so thank you so much uh, for not only coming on my podcast, for being, but being such a positive influence in my life and for being the person I can count on the most. So. Uh, I'm beyond excited for other people to be able to experience some of the things that I know so many others that know you get to every day. Yeah, well, thank you for having me on. It was awesome. I appreciate it. All right. Talk soon. All right. (laughs)